Fox Sports, Patrick Johnson, and ECU Athletics play here. This is WRHDFM, Farmville, Washington, Greenville. 94-3, the game. It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. I knew you didn't like the open cookie. I didn't know you liked it that little that you that was actually my played mistake. the uh, played the poot over it. Wow, my heart is hurt, guys. My heart is hurt. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Uh, we've got uh, quite a show for you today, Coach O, Dr. Gary Overton. Uh, we're going to talk uh, a lot of things around college baseball and uh, ECU athletics with him, but also ECU baseball. So a lot of things to discuss with the analyst on the ECU Sports Radio Network, also the all-time uh, winningest coach at ECU baseball uh, history. Uh, coach O will be with us coming up uh, in uh, the uh, program today. Looking forward to uh, Bringing that to you later on, uh, we've got uh, lots of other news headlines and tidbits to drop for you first. I uh, want to say hello uh, to uh, Clark. Hey. Uh, Clark Willis, who thinks that this uh, show is the uh, the poops, apparently. <laughs> that was the slip. More ways than I, one. Well, <laughs> did, you have the, did you have the shrimp for uh, lunch, Clark? I had the lobster. I went full board. Ah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, we got Cookie today in the hill as well, producing the show. Uh, Cookie is uh, here as the guys rattle around. And uh, we've got Joey Football. Joe Sampson's also here helping us out uh, today also. So uh, cast of thousands as we bring you video. Uh, nice uh, reception yesterday. Had a lot of people actually watch us on YouTube yesterday which uh, i thought was pretty cool so uh youtube is where uh the show is being streamed out our 94.3 the game youtube page we're also going to be uh or on our uh, facebook page for 94.3 yes and uh of course uh cable seven as well for the video platform uh, i am told see we won't be here tomorrow because uh, ecu and unc a sellout baseball game uh, we'll preempt the show tomorrow. We're going to have coverage uh, of that on the radio, beginning with an airtime of 4.45 with Scooter and Coach O, and uh, 5 o'clock first pitch between number 14 ECU and UNC, who is uh, right now on the outside looking in, if you believe the prognosticators from D1 Baseball, uh, when they uh, put that out most recently. So Tar Heels are playing uh, Campbell this evening. So a tough opponent for UNC, but an opportunity for uh, them to get uh, some signature wins as far as RPI go with uh, a couple of top 15 team teams the next two nights. Campbell at home tonight at the Bosch. And then uh, number uh, 14 ECU tomorrow at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Uh, we'll get to some of Cliff Godwin's comments earlier today from the Hoist the Colors radio program. Uh, but what I was saying is we won't be uh, on tomorrow because we'll be preempted by baseball back Thursday, and then we'll be preempted Friday uh, due to baseball as well. So uh, no program for you that day uh, either. Uh, so uh, just uh, this and one more show uh, this week. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to talk uh, on Talk of the Town. I'll be hosting for Henry. No rest for the weary. Uh, he's out of town. We're going to hear from the Big Hen. 
But we're also going to talk to Rob Maloney, who's the uh, Pitt County School Director of Athletics, because uh, there's a big uh, piece of business going on uh, in Chapel Hill right now. Uh, we told you about this yesterday. I, I know what you're saying. Well, why is this guy leading with uh, high school sports? Well, this is this is one of the things that transcends high school sports, and it's going to affect your kids, uh, your nieces, your nephews, your grandkids playing uh, sports at the scholastic level. Uh, the uh, High School Athletic Association Policy Committee has recommended the association's board of directors approve a proposal that will open the door for North Carolina high school athletes to profit from their name, image, and likeness. So what this means in short is NIL is coming to uh, high school athletics tomorrow morning. That's basically what it means. It won't start till July 1st, but it's basically happening. The committee met privately on Tuesday morning to discuss NIL and other proposals. The, the I, I, Clark, if you're playing something, I can't hear it. I hear it in the background, but I don't hear the uh, I don't hear it hear it. So anyway, the committee met privately on Tuesday morning to discuss NIL and other proposals. The uh, full board will consider the proposal Wednesday morning. Now, I'm going to tell you how this is going to work because I said this yesterday, and uh, it's the case. This is the done deal. They met in private this morning, so even though the high school OT people and other media were there, it was behind closed doors. So all of the discussion on this took place behind closed doors, which ought to be a great concern in its in its own right. Um, Ron Butler used to have uh, the job as the county athletic director. I love Ron. Ron's done did a lot of really great things. Ron is a friend. Ron uh, is really uh, a good guy. And uh, Ron Butler is uh, his heart was in the right place on a lot of things, but I say this totally uh, with one hundred percent. Let me find what I'm looking for here. I say this to Ron with one hundred percent peace and love. Nope. Peace and love. There it is. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love, Ron. I say this when they raise the fees for radio stations to cover high school championships doubling the fee, I told Ron, I called him, I said, Ron, you can't do this. Nobody put me up to it. I just, I know how tough it is for high school sports to be, you know, sold to advertisers in some communities. And the stations do it as a goodwill community thing when somebody makes the championship, they have the local station cover the game. And I told Ron, I said, you can't do this because it was a time when the economy was tough. Money's not growing on trees. Ron, listen, I'm sure he was sympathetic, but the, the fix was in. They were already voting on it. They had met in closed session, and they were, without any discussion, voted like that, and uh, they doubled the rates to broadcast uh, high school championship games on radio for basketball and football and all the other sports. So uh, this tomorrow will go through like that with the full board. It'll be uh, done. It'll be moving on. And NIL will come to North Carolina high school sports. Uh, what's one thing for college, this is this is not going to work well. And this is where it's not going to work well. It's, it's the no good deed goes unpunished for the High School Athletic Association because they complain about charter schools. They complain about private schools poaching players from various school systems. Well, if, if the private schools, you talk, it'll be like the NCAA. There will be no 
uh, guardrails on this thing if it's adopted by the public schools because the private school association will adopt it and it'll be Katie bar the door as far as football and basketball players, particularly in Charlotte, going to private schools and playing. That's my uh, prediction. Uh, that was one of the things that's uh, happening on the high school front today. There's a couple of interesting things. There's a bill in the state house that could force small charter and private schools into the largest classification for the NCHSAA, so that would make them go to that would have them go to 4A. Uh, it makes sense for them to play up a classification, but I don't think putting even small 1A charters up at 4A makes a lot of sense. So we'll see where that goes, if uh, anywhere. And they're going to discuss a final four format with the NCHSAA basketball. A lot of states do this. North Carolina's had just a singular championship game. Uh, but there's a, 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 a week lead up to it, but a lot of other uh, states do kind of the final four format. Uh, Farmville's coach um, is uh, has been in on this, these discussions, Larry Williford. And uh, so we'll, we have plenty of time to talk about this with everybody, but uh, they had real problems, as you know, this year with these uh, regional championships that they used to hold in Greenville at ECU and Rose and Fayetteville and Winston-Salem and the Greensboro Coliseum. And now they do it at a high school and everybody can't get into the games. It's a real, it's a real problem to do that neutral site game at a uh, high school. All right. Uh, so we'll follow that. Uh, and even tomorrow we'll cover it on social media, but uh, just know this, if your one takeaway from this uh, monologue is, uh, is something out there, NIL is coming to high school athletics in North Carolina, and, uh, boy, things will be changing. I can, I can assure you that. All right. Uh, great addition today of the Hoist the Colors radio show with Stephen Igo. Uh, we uh, have some cuts from Coach Godwin in that with today's Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, Coach Godwin on Trey Savage and uh, his status returning from a sore arm. Trey is getting better. He's played catch, and there's outside shot. He might be able to throw an inning relief on Sunday. Uh, we're not going to push him because we know we're going to need him for the stretch run. Coach Godwin announced the uh, starter for UNC and how the pitching mindset has changed. Hit it. Yeah, we're going to start Sailor, but uh, I talked to the pitchers yesterday, too. We're going to get back to the mentality of what we had last year is go out there and close out innings. I grabbed Zach Root in uh, like the seventh inning of game two, and I was like, hey, go go eat your food. And look, I want you to go as hard as you can for as long as you can. If that's one inning, no problem. But he had his longest start of the year because he just went out there and attacked the stri- strike zone and didn't think about how long I need to go. Uh, and so what this means, and guys, you could kill the uh, bed on this as soon as you uh, can. Uh, what this means is uh, Garrett Saylor is going to start against UNC. Uh, and then uh, for the weekend, it'll be Zach Root, Josh Groves, and then TBA. So uh, Root will go on Friday. Groves will go on Saturday. So he moves up a day from where he started most of the year. And then it'll be a staff day on Sunday. Now, you might wonder... Uh, what that means for Carter Spivey. Uh, you heard Coach Godwin say there that you Savage might be available for an inning. On uh, Sunday in Cincinnati, Spivey is going back to the bullpen, and as you heard, he's going to approach it like they did last year, uh, especially on those Sunday games, and I would think on the Friday game with Zach Root starting, it'll be bullpen heavy, so if you're producing those games, Cookie or 
Dom or Ref or uh, Joe get ready to have a lot of commercials and uh, maybe pack uh, a lunch or dinner because uh, there could be a lot of uh, stoppages for pitching changes uh, over the there you go. I heard that that time. Yes. So there you go. Cookie, uh, Cookie's going to need to pack a lunch. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Coach Godwin on the impact of finals finishing uh, and what that'll have on the team. I really think that we're going to play our best baseball because once the guys get done with school, they can, you know, get off their feet some, not have to have the extra stress with academics and just worry about taking care of their bodies and worrying about playing baseball. And then Coach on Ryan McChrystal and what he expects from him the rest of the season. The finger's still sore, but really for him, and I met with him yesterday and hit with him some, is just mentally not letting that stuff just like make him feel sorry for himself. Because as we know, that's life. Bad stuff happens to good people every single day, and we don't have a reason for it. We just got to strive to to work through those things. So I think he's going to play well down the stretches just to keep his head clear. All right. Uh, thanks to uh, Hoist the Colors Radio uh, there. Uh, Stephen Igo, you can hear him at noon every day here on 94.3 The Game and uh, also all of our uh, platforms. You can catch him there uh, as well. Uh, one other note before we go to break here. Uh, it was uh, announced today that uh, Bryce Young will wear number nine for the Panthers as uh, he did at Alabama. Alabama. Hang on, boys. I've got this here. I've got to position my board a little differently. So Alabama. There we go. Worth the punchline, right? Uh, Matt Corral, who the Panthers drafted in the third round last year, had that number, but he's changed it for Young. And according to Darren uh, Gant, Matt Corral is going to go back to number two, which is the number he wore in high school and uh, at uh, in college. And uh, it was not available last year because D.J. Moore had it. Panthers, of course, trading away D.J. Moore to get uh, Bryce Young. All right, so that is uh, where we are in a news roundup and a busy day for you here. There's something else I wanted to mention real quick uh, as well. I meant to mention this yesterday, uh, and uh, I've not gotten any denial of this, but uh, essentially um, I found out Friday and this was reported on a radio station in Kinston. Uh, the person who reported it also has some connections to this group in Kinston that's going to find things to bring to Granger Stadium. But the report out of Kinston is that the Texas Rangers are going to announce, possibly tomorrow, likely tomorrow, the sale of the Down East Wood Ducks. The Rangers own and operate the single-A Carolina League affiliate that plays in historic Granger Stadium. Now, you might remember in February, the town of Leland said that Rev Entertainment and the Rangers, Rev and the Rangers are the same group, essentially, have expressed interest in working with Leland and Brunswick County, which is an exploding population area in the state, to develop a sports and entertainment venue, as well as a baseball stadium in the town. Now, at the time, everybody was saying, oh, this is just going to be an independent team. I told you that was uh, Bupkis. How's that for an old man word, guys? Bupkis. And this is... <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, so that goes from that situation where uh, they're saying we're going to keep the team in Kinston. They're going to move the team down to uh, Brunswick County, and they will be the uh, Brunswick Bombers or, or something. Uh, the Downey's name is ridiculous, by the way. It's probably one of the worst names in minor league baseball. The mascot thing doesn't bother me, uh, but the, the Downey's moniker, hideous. And, and they've had trouble drawing. And so what does this mean for the future of 
minor league baseball maybe in Pitt County, we shall see. But if they're putting the team up, for, if, if the group that wants to build a bigger stadium and entertainment complex in a growing part of the state is selling their current single-A team, does not look good for the future of professional baseball in, in Kinston. So we shall see. Maybe somebody will buy it, but it, it, it's a tough it's a tough uphill slog in Kinston right now. All right, uh, a break, finally. And when we come back, Coach O will join us. Uh, we talked with him. We're going to talk pirate baseball. We're going to talk uh, baseball and ECU athletics with the legendary Gary Overton. Dr. Coach O will be with us right on the other side of this timeout. Dr. Gary Overton is with us uh, here, all-time winningest coach at ECU in baseball and uh, the uh, analyst on the the excellent analyst on the uh, ECU radio network uh, has been doing it now for many many years and uh, is always great and insightful on there and it's great to see you. How are you, sir? Oh, really good. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you for coming in here. Uh, there's a few uh, things I'd like to ask you about uh, the game that you were involved in for how many years did you? Congratulations on your retirement, by the way. I didn't <laughs> want to say that. <laughs> Thanks so you, much. You recently retired from ECU after 45 five years. Wow. Correct. You've seen a lot. Thanks much. You've seen a lot, a lot of great people yes, in there, too. Very much. So I want to ask you a little bit about uh, – because you've been – you've seen a lot of you've seen a lot of pitches. You've seen a lot of outs. You've seen yeah. a lot of innings <laughs> over the years. Yes. Um, and, and kind of where we are now, but also about this uh, baseball team. So I just – we asked RV this a few weeks ago. Sure. And there's a guy that knows a thing or two about Absolutely. Baseball, the great Ronald Vincent. Advice he would have for coaches, you know, and players. So let's let, we'll start with the players. Yes. A young player says, Coach, I want to I really want to be a baseball player. What what would advice would you give them with all of your wisdom and, and, and obviously knowledge of the sport? Well, playing hard is certainly a given. We all know that. But at the same time, uh, the culture that's instilled in a, a program by the coach usually, but uh, sometimes even if they're player driven by the players themselves, but uh, the culture that's instilled, uh, following that culture makes a player, not only a better player, but a better person as well. What happens off the field transpires onto the field. Uh, I know coaches talk a lot about being on time, uh, strength in the classroom, uh, but all of that translates to a better player on the field. That player adapts better. That player uh, studies the game, learns the game that much better. Uh, and uh, I would just say adapting to the culture. What advice would you have for a young coach uh, at any level? Oh, yeah. I think, I think anyone who aspires to go into coaching certainly needs to uh, adhere uh, to the program in which she or he is learning from. In other words, the mentor or the, the, the coach, um, uh, the giving to those individuals. In other words, not just working hard, mm -hmm. but uh, allowing those programs to better themselves through your work will give you opportunities later on. And also, it'll, it'll make you a better coach and, and to learn in a better way. We've got uh, Coach O with us. Coach Gary Overton uh, is uh, with us here, analyst for ECU Baseball on the uh, ECU Sports Radio Network. Cliff Godwin, uh, you recruited him. Mm -hmm. He's coached a lot of places before he was the head coach at ECU. He's been here nine years. 
Uh, but he was at a lot of great programs and uh, was someone who made those programs better because he he made those head coaches uh, better, and they made him better a, as a result. He could have gone and played football in college. He could have gone and played basketball in college. He chose baseball. He's a three-sport star. What about Coach Godwin? You knew his father, Lewis, a great basketball coach. He played for the legendary Rabbit Fulgham, so there's a lot of lineage there. What, what caught your eye as the recruiter of Coach Godwin? When did you say, this is somebody I want in my program? Well, one thing was the three-sport athlete that he was, yeah. and a very good athlete. And he likes to say that he was a better football and basketball player than he was a baseball player. But his true love was baseball. And uh, what, what caught my eye was his competitiveness. And not just how hard he played the game and, and his desire to win, but how competitive he was on the field and how he went about it every day. Uh, although I, I didn't see his practices, I'm sure that he practiced as hard as he played. He Maybe harder. Yeah. Oh, maybe harder. <laughs> very yeah. much so. Uh, Coach Gary Overton is uh, with us here. He talks about this Coach Godwin. He likes guys who play multiple sports, particularly in, in high school. Um, are we over-specializing in this great sport of baseball too much? It certainly can be done yeah. and and probably is. I, th I think Cliff would say the same oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for most of us who have been around quite a while, and especially back in the day when you had multiple sport athletes and many more of them, um, one sport lends something to the next sport. It makes the individual a better player, but it also makes the teams that much better as individuals carry knowledge mm -hmm. and understanding um, from sport to sport. But yeah, it, it, the specialization, which uh, also carries a possible boredom or possible burnout. Right. Uh, and I know that's that's uh, been brought up quite a few times, but more so than that, I just, I like, or I think we as coaches like what one sport carries to the other. 45 years ECU, how many coaching? 20. 20. Yes. Okay. Um, how has the transition from coaching and administration to broadcasting, how's that been for you? Uh, you were telling me earlier today, 19 years. Yes. Broadcasting now. 19 So you're years. a broadcaster now at this point. Well, uh, <laughs> we're going to call you broadcaster, uh, though, because, I mean, but I mean, that's, look, half of, half coaching, half of this. In, that's true. It's really wild. That's true. I, I remember. Have you enjoyed it? Oh, yeah, very much so. I remember hearing what you just said, the legendary, uh, not to compare me with him by any means, uh, football coach Bud Wilkinson, yeah. that uh, by the time it was all concluded, he had broadcasted more games than he coached, and he actually had a 56-game winning streak uh, in yeah. football, which is the longest in college football right. today. I said 56. It was in the 50s. Right, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, broadcasting is a lot of fun. Administration was a lot of fun, sure. too, following uh, coaching career, but um, uh, yes, it, it uh, the, the fun part of it was the people that you not only meet and the people that you interact with, much like coaching is, much mm -hmm. like sport is as a fraternity. But uh, I think many of our listeners and viewers might know that uh, the first person I worked with as a broadcaster was Patrick Johnson. Oh. <laughs> and here's what he did. 
he, this was what he, he was very smart about this. He learned all the things not to do, and he did the exact opposite. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't run you off. No, no, none whatsoever. It, it was fun. Uh, you were the first I worked with. and um, You've worked with a lot of different people, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, in those 19 years, there have been a lot of play-by-play guys, and, um, and each and every one of them have been very joyful to work with. There's an interesting thing about uh, – we're talking with Coach uh, Gary Overton, Dr. Gary Overton, Coach O. One of the things I think is really interesting about college baseball, it seems to be growing in popularity every uh, year, yet there are a lot of programs who don't put the emphasis uh, on it. So there is a disparity, I think, in you know really, really great programs to not-so-great programs. But the sport right now, and, and it's like anything with the NCAA, there, there's, there's issues. But uh, as far as its growth and popularity, it seems like the sky's the limit. Yeah, there's no question about that. It has grown leaps and bounds uh, in the last 20 years, but uh, uh, there, there's more room to grow. There's no question. And there are fewer and fewer programs now who are uh, putting less emphasis or not as much emphasis as others. Uh, it seems like year in and year out, we'll see another name pop up right. or another program pop up as being one of the top schools um, in, in growth. So to speak, the uh, the parody in the game today uh, has a lot to do with uh, what has transpired and that popularity you're talking about. And television had a lot to do ESPN with ESPN in particular. Yeah, ESPN with uh, with uh, what and where baseball has come to this day. You know, the College World Series alone, it, it was always great at the old stadium back at Rosenblatt yeah. Stadium. Uh-huh. But now that we have a new stadium. I say new. It's actually over ten years old now. Right. But since the uh, the new stadium, uh, even financially, the NCAA has has done quite well with uh, the intensity and the and the popularity of the game. Coach Gary Overton is with us here. Coach O, uh, he is the analyst uh, for radio of uh, ECU baseball. Coaches in the studio with us. He loves uh, coming in the studio, and we love having him in the studio. Uh, anytime we can talk to Coach O, it's uh, remarkable. And let me thank you, too. Uh, let me just say this. Uh, I, I value your opinion greatly, and whether it's a two-minute conversation or 20-minute conversation, I try to go talk to you before every game. And even we talk baseball, but we also talk life uh, in a lot of instances, too. So that's really special to me. And uh, I hope I'm not annoying you when I ask you all not, these not questions. Not at all. Because no. I, I like to bounce things off of you because you, you just you obviously know so much about the game and, and do a great job uh, with Scooter on the broadcast. I've said this before, Coach. There's not another radio broadcast of college baseball in the entire nation that can say we got Scooter and Coach O. Those are just two great names <laughs> with baseball, you know? Well. That's pretty fun. Uh, thanks much. It is a catchy phrase, yeah. but at the same time, uh, also I enjoy our conversations because you know it just it, it prepares one uh, even more as as we talk about the game and what we're about to see, right? And uh, the strengths and weaknesses of both the clubs that are about to play. Uh, it, it allows the broadcaster uh, on either side, whether it be t- television or radio. It allows that person to be that much better. I, I got a couple things. Uh, I want. Well, we're going to talk ECU, obviously. They have a big game coming up against uh, UNC on uh, Wednesday uh, in uh, in Greenville. But I wanted to ask you a little bit about, uh, you know, NIL and portal, the transfer portal. Uh, what is where is that right now in the overall game of, of baseball, college baseball? Well, it, it's n- uh, nowhere near 
uh, the placement of football and basketball. Right. And uh, a lot of that has to do from the, or has to work from the financial side. But uh, you do hear of many of the power conferences uh, where uh, I, I do know of four to five clubs in one power conference that has an equal amount of money spread among every person mm-hmm. on the roster. And it's not a large amount of money. It's not what we hear about in the two, uh, uh, the marquee sports of football and basketball. But at the same time, um, it does exist and uh, to, to some way, shape, or form. But uh, overall, in the realm of the game, where there has been put a lot of emphasis, you and I talking about that, from many schools, universities, uh, into their baseball programs, that element of it has not reached um, high proportions. You hear very little of it. And of course, there are different levels of the NIL too, as to whether uh, money is passed or, or whether it's uh, um, uh, merchandise right. or things yeah. of that nature. Right. We, we all know about that. So uh, it, it it's a little different yeah. and, and it, it is growing, but it's not to the point of those uh, two sports. Now, the portal itself, uh, transfer, um, what it does allow, as we all know, it does allow an individual where it didn't work out at one school uh, the opportunity to go to another. And so that element of it is good, but uh, there are many other facets of well, it, such as tampering. They go hand is, in hand. Yeah, they do go hand in hand, but the tampering part is is certainly not. We're going to have more with Coach O here as we talk uh, ECU baseball with him on the other side, so don't you go away. This is Chris Cook here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash Update. The North Carolina High School Athletic Association is holding two days of meetings to consider a new proposal that would allow high school athletes to make money from their name, image, and likeness. The proposal would prohibit schools from using NIL as a means of recruitment of top athletes, nor can they act as a student's representative. If approved, the new NIL policy for high school student athletes would go into effect on July 1st. East Carolina freshman Lucas Augustin was named to the American Men's Golf All-Conference team. Augustin is the seventh different pirate to earn All-Conference honors in the American and the program's ninth overall selection in the league. Augustin finished tied for third at the conference championship tournament with a personal best score of 206, which is the lowest score at the American Championship in school history. ECU second baseman Jacob Starling named to the American Weekly Honor Roll. The junior was 9 for 18 with 7 runs scored, 2 doubles, 1 home run, and 2 runs driven for the Pirates last week. Starling talked about the Pirates' goals moving forward. Yeah, there's a lot of season left. I think the big thing for us is just taking it one day at a time and not looking too far ahead and just winning the day and doing the best, best we can to win each game. ECU back in action tomorrow afternoon at 5 against North Carolina at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Hear that game on 94.3 The Game and on the new IBX Media app. ECU men's basketball has announced signings of guard Cam Hayes and center Cullum Richard on Monday. Hayes and Richard will attend East Carolina University as members of the men's basketball team starting with the upcoming 2023-24 season. Hayes joins the Pirates after spending last season at Louisiana State University. The Greensboro native averaged 8.1 points, 2.5 rebounds, and 2.2 assists in 23 minutes per game on the season. 
Prior to arriving at Baton Rouge, Hayes competed for NC State in his first two collegiate seasons. Richards arrives at ECU from Gaston Day School, where he averaged 15.1 points, 9.2 rebounds, and 2.7 and 2 blocks per game and was selected to the NCISAA 2A All-State team. The Panthers made a split decision on picking up a pair of fifth-year options. Carolina exercised the fifth-year option on defensive tackle Derrick Brown's contract while declining the option on cornerback C.J. Henderson's. Bank of America will not renew their naming rights at the end of the 2024 season with the Carolina Panthers. The stadium will undergo a new name starting in the 2025 season. The Carolina Hurricanes will be matched up against the New Jersey Devils in the second round of playoff battle for the NHL's Eastern Conference Championship. This after they beat the New York Rangers 4-0 last night in Game 7 of first round at home. Game 1 will be tomorrow night at PNC Arena. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This 94.3 The Game Sports Update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIO initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. More of the Patrick Johnson Show with Coach O, Dr. Gary Overton, on the other side of this quick timeout, right here on 94.3 The Game. Tweet at us. Hey, you want to see our tweets? That's creeping me out. Follow us on Twitter for breaking sports news and what's going on around the Pirate Nation. We need you guys on Twitter. Twitter. It's 943 The Game on Twitter. Gary Overton, uh, you'll hear him on every uh, broadcast of Pirate Baseball on the uh, radio on 94.3 The Game and the ECU Sports Network alongside Scott Scooter Rogers. Uh, they do a fantastic uh, job. Coach O, the all-time winningest coach at uh, ECU. Uh, a very uh, true pirate through and through. I mean, your whole career is basically from a college student to, to professionally. I mean, it's it's ECU, so that's got to be it's pretty remarkable. You've seen a lot uh, in, your, in your time. Um, this team, uh, this year, uh, we've got a game Wednesday uh, never mind the participants. If you're just looking at two teams and their resumes at this point, big game for both. ECU could certainly use another signature win. Doesn't hurt to get those, especially in May. Uh, and you have North Carolina coming in really hungry for a win because they're kind of on the outside looking in, if you believe the prognosticators for the NCAA field. So it'll be intense for a lot of reasons on Wednesday. Yeah, this certainly has the makings of a marquee baseball game. There's no question about that. And the intensity will be at a very high level. Now, we know inside the stadium it'll be at sure. a high level as well. And in but, the jungle. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> but on the playing field, it, it's um, it, it's a game of, uh, I wouldn't call it high magnitude, but it's uh, it's a very important game for both clubs, um, for the Pirates. Obviously, um, uh, when you look back, at the NC State game just a few weeks ago, uh, the Pirates played at an exceptionally high level that night. Um, I personally don't believe that anyone in the country would have beaten ECU uh, in that particular game. Now, uh, for this game in itself, uh, what the Pirates are looking to do is to get back into that form or to into the realm of that type of play where 
North Carolina, on the other hand, probably needs it for NCAA purposes uh, far more than does ECU. And it, it, it would be a boost for them, but at the same time, it, it might be something that's needed by North Carolina that uh, ECU uh, is not it, – it's certainly not an important gesture from that point. Right. Pirates had a nice winning streak going. They went out to Houston for the first conference series and uh, on the road, and things didn't go very well. Lost two of three. Uh, then they uh, went on a nice run after that, sure. starting uh, with that NC State game, and then uh, now a little bit of uh, some some uh, tough tough waters to navigate right now. Uh, sweep at Wichita State, and then losing at NC State, and then uh, just kind of a strange series this past weekend with Tulane. Uh, where you could argue fortunate to, to win two of the three games. Well, uh, nine straight wins. Uh, so is this a streaky team? Uh, well, I wouldn't call it a streaky team okay. by any means because for most of the season, uh, ECU has played really well. Uh, sure, it, it, uh, uh, it had its bumps at Houston and then at Wichita State. It also had its bumps. But um, uh, this particular team still has a way of bouncing back and is a quality club. We all know that. You're right. Um, it was a hard-fought series against Tulane this past weekend, but at the same time, Pirates won the series, sure, yeah. and that's what counts. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you about Lane Hoover. Has sure. mm-hmm. uh, been a, uh, a real spark plug at the top of the order. Mm-hmm. He has played over 200 games in his career, has had some fantastic catches. We know he's robbed at least a couple of home runs at home this year. Yeah, three to be exact. Three to be exact, okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, two leaped to mind, but uh, these were these were tremendous catches that he made where he brought the ball back in over the I mean, fantastic stuff. Uh, I think from a leadership standpoint, he's battle-tested. He's been there. And kind of how he goes, maybe this team may go for the remaining uh, regular season and beyond. And, and he is a table setter. There's right. no question about that. Uh, but as an older guy, you said over 200 games. But as an older guy, many of the younger guys look up to him. But also his play on the field. And any player who performs at a high level within their role or within the realm of what they actually do, a lot of times others feed off of that. And he is that type of player where others may just be feeding off of that. But, yeah, he is one of the many leaders. And, and there's so many others, too, that have that opportunity. Uh, you have guys that hit the long ball, uh, uh, Josh Moreland, uh, Jacob Jenkins Cowart. And those kind of guys, just in their play alone, can also have younger or even lesser experienced players just feed off of their play. If you um, – offense comes and goes – we there's some areas defensively corners on the infield in particular the pirates are, pirates are excellent yeah um, and uh, the, I think the configuration of the outfield currently uh, they it's been pretty good they've you had a couple guys Hoover we mentioned Cunningham they they both on the whole play really good in the out really oh, good defense in the outfield yeah but, so many positives you mentioned Carter Cunningham a guy that's played all three outfield positions and played them well yeah all three of them very well but then you have defensive replacement uh riley johnson and, and jenkins coward who actually has thrown runners out at bases right three to four times this year so uh he's done it not just with his bat right. but defensively it's as well a heck yeah. of a play where he threw a guy out charge yeah i remember what you're talking about that was a heck of a play that he made yeah and uh-huh. and when you when you put together a defensive outfield and let me say this about outfield play too one of the most 
most underrated parts of all of baseball is playing defensively in the outfield. And there's an old adage that we used to use to uh, to a, a group of outfielders we had. We had a, a special group at one time, and that is a run saved is a run earned. When when Lane Hoover goes out of the park and brings one back in, there's no difference in that and him hitting a solo home run. Yeah. And, and the true. same with Jenkins Cowart preventing a runner from scoring or maybe even two or three in an inning. That's a three-run shot from yourself. Same thing. Run saved is a run earned. The pitching uh, has been remarkable, uh, particularly the weekend rotation at times. Now, again, a tough patch here with uh, Savage out of the lineup. Uh, he will appear to be back uh, at some point. And you know, Spivey's battle tested. Josh Groves is a very uh, capable. Seems to seems he does something a little better each time. He, he we were talking this year. Some of those full count pitches were going the way of the hitter at times. He's gotten better at that at times uh, this year. I mean, you could see the improvement in in what he's doing there. So you have that. You have Zach Root, who's a youngster who is coming off his longest start. Uh, and then the bullpen has had some really special moments and has some guys in there that uh, can really pump it into the strike zone. So, uh, the, the, will the pitching carry this team as far as they're going to go in your estimation, Coach O? Yeah, really great point because uh, many thought for a long while during the course of this season that the, the strength of this club was the pitching. And when you break it down, as you just did, a very good job there, <laughs> Patrick. But when you break down the pitching, it, it, um, it, it certainly – few other teams in the country have what ECU has on the mound. And no question that three starters, uh, the three guys you mentioned, you Savage, who is uh, an elite pitcher. He is um, he carries not just a quality arm, but strong command um, into each game. Um, and the bell cow of this particular staff. But uh, he, uh, followed by... Um, Spivey, who is the older guy of the group, mm-hmm. and he's the same type pitcher as you, Savage, uh, but utilizes pitch to contact a little more so than the strikeout that we see from you, Savage. And then Josh Gross, who has a very high upside, and as you said, has cut down on his strikeouts remarkably. Uh, I'm sorry, cut down on his walks remarkably right. this year by throwing strikes and and uh, being a little more pinpoint at times. But he also pitching downhill has dominated hitters at times as well. So yeah, three different guys in three different ways, and yet you follow that up with two midweek guys in both Zach Root. Uh, a lefty with, uh, uh, I guess, uh, ECU fans would say his best days are ahead of him. Right. But you follow that with with him and Jake Hunter, and that's two. Okay, we've mentioned five pitchers there. Lunsford Shinkman is assuming the closer's role, and you're right. There's so many uh, good arms coming out of that bullpen that uh, teams across the country, there's some teams that would love to have just one of those guys. We even mentioned Garrett Saylor. No, well, uh, okay. Working his way back, too. Uh, well, and, and let me tell you this. Yeah. Uh, when you take a fifth-year guy like Garrett Saylor with a good slider like he's had, and he's had some dominating performances, yeah. but what a great guy to be around and a good teammate, also a guy capable of, of being the leader, as you mentioned, Hoover was. We've got uh, Coach O with us here, Dr. Gary Overton, uh, with us on the program. What is the, you know, what's what's the, the the ceiling, or what's the 
you know, as you look at this team, what's 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 the horizon hold well, for them? I mean, what what do they max out at? Sure, in your mind. Well, you look back last year at this time, we almost gave the Pirates no chance of going to postseason play. Right, and yet they host the Super Regional, run off twenty straight. So, what's the ceiling for this club? It's unlimited. Uh, this club. Uh, we've seen the nine-game win streak. We saw the hot start. The first half of the season was really, really good. And, and as this team plays like that, uh, there's no limit to where this club could go. And I think we all want to take it the distance. Sure. Uh, I, I think that's long been said. And that goes back to prior to when I was coaching. Sure. Uh, ECU baseball has been really good and has wanted to go to the College World Series. And at some point, the Pirates will. Don't know when. That's correct. And it may not be the most talented Pirate team that would go. You just said it, it's funny how that works, isn't it? Absolutely. A lot yeah. of things have to go in yeah. your and, – and I thought last year was – it really felt like the year with the way – Close. Yeah, very and, close. And, and uh, go back to the Super Regional year at Texas Tech. Yeah. Very close there as well. Cliff, Cliff coaching both those clubs. And uh, uh, at, at some point – the Pirates will go, and it's. Uh, let's hope it's this year. So for the game uh, Wednesday against UNC, what what would you, if you're coaching the team, what do you want to see out of them, and uh, would you know forecast a win? Well, uh, you mentioned uh, different elements of play just a few moments ago, and uh, the defense has been outstanding, and at times the Pirates offensively have been really, really good. But you know the peripheries, uh, such as base running and um, the intangibles of the game, playing together, the chemistry, the communication that we see uh, is all good. Those are the things you want. You just want the – if you're a coach, Cliff Godwin wants that club to be the best that it can be, and that's all they can ask. Wins will take care of itself. Great to see you, Coach. Congratulations on the retirement, and keep up the great work on the year. It's uh, always fantastic to spend some time with you. We've spent a lot of time together today, so this has been great. Thanks. Coach Gary Overton, there he is. I uh, love having Coach O with us here in the studio, and we are going to uh, take a break. We'll come back and wrap up this edition of the Patrick Johnson Show, get you set for tomorrow and the rest of the week right after these words. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. much uh we have a uh, few more minutes here get set to wrap up things guys we have a uh, billboard if if i had known we would get uh, this push i would say uh, bring on uh, our guy i go years ago because uh we got a billboard you know that that electronic billboard out i think it's out near uh, sam's uh the one that is the video that that's uh you know a digital one that rotates do you guys know what i'm talking about or am i just no, I rolling no I, I know what you're talking about. okay all right. okay all right well that that we've got a billboard yes we got we got our name and lights on there oh isn't that like exciting it. yeah now it doesn't have that great shot that you had earlier clark of you and me and cookie oh i thought you were talking about me and jamie lee curtis <laughs> 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 I'll never trade that one. Okay. Joey Football. That's me. Joey Football. Yeah. <laughs>
Where did uh, uh, what'd you, real quick, what did you think of the draft? Really quick. I think it was Joe. a shame our Pirates didn't get picked earlier. I understand there's a lot of talent in the draft, so coming from a mid-major school like we are, it gets difficult to kind of jump up over those Power 5 guys. But I think they all landed in great spots. I mean, Keaton getting to go where his dad won a Super Bowl, Holton going out west for the opportunity to kind of be the backup in Seattle that didn't necessarily happen through the draft. Jones with the Titans could, or the Giants, excuse me, could be huge at the tight end position. Winstead, from what I'm hearing, is going to sign with the Falcons here either shortly or already has oh. since we're talking. It's a little so, breaking news. A little breaking news. Yeah, a little, little breaking uh, news. Football. I, like I don't know that. if it's breaking yet, yeah. but that's what sources are indicating to me. All right. Very good. Uh, CJ Johnson will be on with I Go Tomorrow, too. All right, guys. Thank you. Great job today. Hey, thank welcome. you, too, Cookie. Great yep, job. Thank you so uh, much. All right. Coming up tomorrow. <laughs> thanks to Coach O. What was that? What was that? Why was that funny? I don't understand why that was amusing. Cookie was, was being a polite young man. I don't know why man. that was amusing either. I know. I think these two are trouble. These two are trouble. Oh, they're, uh, de- they're Clark definitely. You think I was going to show up on air unarmed, to- right? <laughs> together. Together. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Thank you. Great job today. All right. And thanks, everybody, for listening and watching. Hey, we've got uh, Coming Your Way. Tomorrow, Pirate Baseball will be preempted at 5 o'clock. Be back Thursday. We'll break down uh, the Pirate matchup against UNC. Uh, have all the post-game analysis and sound for you. And we will uh, have the very latest going on around ENC and the Pirate Nation. And uh, we will have uh, great guests. So check out our social media. We'll let you know who's going to be with us uh, there. I'll be in tomorrow for Henry on Talk of the Town. And then on the call of ESPN Plus's uh, production of ECU UNC tomorrow. Thanks to Coach O, Dr. Gary Overton, for uh, talking with us. Great guests today. We'll uh, remind you to check this out on Facebook or YouTube to play it back or our podcast on 943thegame.com and coming soon to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, for Cookie Clark, Joey Football. Patrick Johnson, have a great evening, everybody. Steel professional-grade battery-powered tool.